I got a hair in my mouth. It won't go away. You know when you get a hair in your mouth, but you don't want to dig inside your mouth. It's COVID. You haven't washed your hands, but it's bothering you. So you eventually try and swallow it. And then it just sits right in the back of your throat like, uh-uh, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to fuck your day up. Well, that's how I'm feeling today on this beautiful Monday. Happy Monday. Welcome back to the Upstate Coffee Collective podcast. Uh, This is a homebrew essentials episode. So that means it's just me and Kevin talking about coffee and uh, what's new in the coffee space. A couple of quick notes here. In the first part of this conversation, Kevin and I chat about a little bit of drama happening in the coffee space regarding um, a very prominent coffee publication and transgender pronouns. There was a mistake. People called them out for it. We think that's good. It's good to hold people accountable. So just just a forewarning that, you know, we're going to chit chat about some uh, interesting topics and involving transgender pronouns, neo pronouns. Um, and we're still in the process of learning about it. And actually, since we had this conversation, I found a couple of good articles, sent them Kevin's way. He sent one my way. And we are kind of, you know, massaging our understanding or um, we are kind of working on um, building a better understanding of the evolving world that is the LGBTQ community um, and the world of, you know, queer identity. So um, give us some grace and please, by the way, please uh, on the other end of that, like, yes, give us grace, but also um, if we say something like completely wrong or, something that offends you, call us out. Like, let us know. Send us an email, hello at upstatecoffeecollective.com. DM us on Instagram. Let us know what you think. Um, we want to hear from you. And because uh, without you guys, we wouldn't have a platform at all. So, um, yeah, the rest of the conversation, we talk about uh, fun, interesting things in the coffee space, like coffee rehydration before roasting and what coffees we're into and brewing methods for home that we prefer. Spoiler alert, I'm back on the AeroPress. And that's it for that. Um, one other note is uh, really exciting news. This Friday, the 19th, we're dropping our highlight roast number six with Stacks Espresso Bar. And if you haven't been in the loop, we've been really, really stoked about this. Um, this is kind of like a rebirth of the highlight roasts. This is our first one for 2021. And we're really upping our game in terms of um, coffee quality and transparency and like creating an experience um, around your coffee that actually exists outside of your cup. So you get a really great bag of coffee with this highlight roast, but it also involves um, some really great exclusive content that is available um, via a link that you have access to and nobody else. It's a QR code on the info card that we send out, along with some custom commemorative art by a local artist named Holland Blair. She's a great friend of Kevin's. Um, just like a really, really great intersection of art, um, technology, agriculture, um, community. It's really, really amazing uh, what we've been able to pull together, frankly. And there's only going to be 50 packages. So if you want one, stay in the loop. Make sure you are subscribed to our newsletter. We don't spam you. Go to upstatecoffeecollective.com newsletter. Throw your email in there. We'll let you know. Uh, but 
unless you just want to mark your calendars, it is Friday the 19th at 9 a.m. Eastern. These things go live. I think they're going to sell out quick. So if you're interested, um, it's going to have a little bit of everything for the coffee nerds out there. Uh, I think you'll love it. We love you. Uh, enjoy this cheeky little episode where Kevin and I are just catching up, talking about coffee stuff. And enjoy your week. Peace. Well, we weren't supposed to be. I messed up this week. Bryce and I talked about two different dates. Uh, so now we have to talk to Bryce Snyder either tomorrow or a different date. Welcome back to the Upstate Coffee Collective podcast, a.k.a. Kevin's Mistake episode. <laughs> mistake episode number six. Nana. <laughs> yeah, mistake. Ep- well, you know, we both had some mistake episodes. Amen to that. We, we call this uh, the oopsie. <laughs> this is just... Uh, yeah, I mean, here Oopsie, we are. Guess we'll talk. Hoopsie. <laughs> you know, I, I like these little homebrew essentials episodes we do where we just sit down, the two of us, and we just talk about like what's going on in coffee, what's what weird things are happening in our world, what's yeah. on our minds with like this business that we have and this like community that we're creating. Yeah. Where what are is we going seeing? on in coffee, Matt? Uh, you right know. Now. You know, there's actually, have you seen there's a little drama floating around in the coffee space right now? <gasps> Do you know uh, what I'm no, talking about? No, I'm, I'm so like, like, you know how you have a Zen household. I have a drama free life. Like, it's just <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I honestly dude, since I've been just on our business social media, like and nothing else, I have no idea what drama is going on, which like some people might think that that's a bad thing, but I think it's a great thing. That's the thing though, man. I love it. That I, I, I live on our upstate coffee collective instagram like if i'm if i'm floating around on the social media space mm-hmm. i am on instagram on the upcc account because it's Same. so curated to just like coffee and like good vibes and social justice and like yep. all the things that i like to surround myself with but i encountered coffee drama in our coffee feed and it's an interesting one because as a community, we're, we're trying really hard to be allies to the LGBTQ community and the yes. uh, BIPOC community. Absolutely. Uh, and, and every once in a while, people in the community will call out somebody else if they um, misrepresent or yes. uh, mischaracterize or, you know, do in, in any way do something to offend or hurt somebody in the mm-hmm. community um, because we're trying very hard to push for inclusivity and mm-hmm. uh, equality and understanding, right? So I, I had no idea this has been going on for probably four, f- four or five days or so now. And I'm... I am number one, not a journalist. Number two, not an expert on this topic. These Either are great the, qualifications. The, <laughs> <laughs> these are disclaimers, man. Keep going. I am, no, 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 no. I am not. I am not an. Uh, I am not well versed on um, pronouns. Uh, I'm trying my best mm-hmm. to stay educated, but I, I have to admit a level of lack of awareness. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not always up to speed on it, and in this situation, this person was also not. Uh, uh, up to speed on it and 
what I caught yesterday was actually the apology for it was Barista Magazine. Oh whoa! So Sarah and Ken, right? Uh, mm-hmm. That they are collectively they uh, run Barista Magazine, and yes. we've had Sarah on the podcast before. She's lovely. She's great. Um, yeah. And. I, I guess Sarah was doing. Uh, she she wrote a piece on uh, somebody who preferred uh, the Zer pronoun X Y R. Zer. Okay. Yeah. Do you, do you know about this? Uh, Z uh, X. Yeah, X Y R Zer pronoun. Zer. Okay. I don't know X Y R pronouns. Okay. Yeah. So uh-huh. uh, she apparently had never seen that before and, and didn't understand what it was. And I think either brushed it off or, or ignored it or forgot it um, and, and didn't address this person by their pronouns, by their pronouns uh, correctly. And okay. that caused some backlash and sh- people are really mad at Barista Magazine right now. And, and so they had to come out with a, an apology. Uh, it's really hard because like... You want to uh, you you want to assume that everybody is doing their best to be inclusive, mm-hmm. and assume that everybody is like is like you know giving people the benefit of the doubt and giving yeah. people like the space to learn. Um, yeah. It doesn't. I'm gonna I'm gonna come out and maybe say something like a little bit uh, a little bit spicy, but like I don't think the community gave them an opportunity, like a little bit of a benefit of the doubt, to say, hey, you know. Uh, you made a mistake here's the thing uh you know no big deal but like you know maybe please correct it or maybe not i i Mm -hmm. i'm really unsure because i guess like thinking of barista magazine they are arguably at like the forefront of like coffee culture right i mean they are like one of the bigger coffee magazines uh and coffee culture is extremely um, forward thinking, extremely inclusive, extremely socially um, progressive. Mm-hmm. So I think that they are maybe held up to higher expectations as journalists in this mm-hmm. space. So I do understand that. But I think it, it just seems like um, when truly for somebody who is um, cisgendered, male, white, like ourselves, um, mm-hmm. it's it's it seems like uh, it's a constantly evolving space, the LBGTQ uh, community. It's a constantly uh-huh. evolving space with pronouns and, you know, the, the transgender space is, uh, is new to a lot of people and hard to navigate. So I just wonder, is, is everybody giving um, each other the space to make mistakes and learn from them without heavy criticism and, like, cancel culture? Yeah, but uh okay. So I'm I'm reading this now. Okay. Right? Yeah. Uh let let me get real with you for a second. I had no idea what these were. They're me neo neither. pronouns, right? Here's yes. okay, so it two part two part response to everything that you said there. Okay. Um one if you have a new pronoun, be ready to explain it to people who don't know it. It's new. Literally, they're called neo pronouns. It means right, yeah. new. You have yeah. a new pronoun. You're identifying as that, and you should be proud of it, right? Totally. And we don't necessarily have like the best culture for being proud of newness, right? <laughs> like, so yeah, yeah. In the U.S., and I'm not over generalizing. I'm just saying it's a little bit hard. I'm sure at more than one point, people who are using neo pronouns are they're running into 
people who are flippant about them or even just straight up negative toward them, right? Which is, I, I get it. It's change, change is awkward, but that doesn't justify the negative behavior that some people have toward it. And it doesn't, but that also then doesn't justify the negative reaction that people will give to others who don't understand what neo pronouns are. I'm just learning what they are. I had an experience this past year doing a musical where I was with someone who preferred um, to use they, them pronouns, right? Right. And they said this in the beginning of the meeting. It's the first time I ever heard it. I actually, at the end, when they asked, the director asked if we had any questions, I said, hi, yes. Can I just clarify something real quick? Um, this is the first time I've used they, them pronouns. Could you just repeat them for me real quick? I, I want to make sure that I get them right. I apologize in advance if I get them wrong at any point, right? Because this is something that's new to me. I, I yeah. have to, like, there, it's not like I can just, like, hear someone say, I prefer they, them once and then just know it forever because my brain has 34 years of institutionalization and cultural programming to work over to do the right thing in this instance, you know? And so like, I I'm going to need as much uh, a leniency as I'm going to give anybody else. Now, when you are printing the written word and you avoid something, you and I were talking about language this morning, you avoid something like that or ignore it. She said that she ignored it. So in her own words, she did ignore something that was essential to the article, right? When you do that as someone who makes a profession of printing the written word, yes, you are held to a higher standard. The apology should also be accepted. And it seems like for the most part it was. It looks yeah. like they, they got some positive feedback, though if you look back a few posts, the original way that they did a, a, a quote unquote, and I'm putting this in air quotes, apology because nobody mm -hmm. accepted it as apology was mm -hmm. they posted and it just said um, our statement on transphobia. And then in the caption, it said, uh, please see our most recent uh, statement on transphobia on our website. And it was okay. a it was like a bulleted list of statements by Ken with mm -hmm. no input from from Sarah. Is, uh, and this is what people are 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 putting forward. This is this is secondhand knowledge for, yeah. from my perspective, and um, people were very upset that there didn't seem to be any genuineness there. There was no input from Sarah, whose voice yeah. is very very uh, vocal. Like on her her um, her personal voice is is appearance in the magazine very much so. So like people mm -hmm. were looking for her voice as well, and there, it wasn't there. Um, yeah. Also, people were like you're going to make me navigate to your website so you can get AdSense to read this, like, you know, this do nothing uh, apology. Uh, well, yeah, that's a tough move because I'm sure <laughs> I like, you know, you're, I'm, I'm going to say as far as I'm going to give some empathy to Barista magazine. You're damned if you do damned if you don't hundred percent that scenario yes. because you're a national publication. So to direct anybody anywhere personal makes the like we know what ad revenue is. That's what happens on like people generate ad revenue on the internet, you know, yes. so like they're bringing people to their website. Also, that's their website. Like that's their homepage, you know, like they're not going to create a separate blog called our stance on transphobia. So like like I, I and I get both sides to give empathy to the people who are mad. Of course, it seems like they're bringing you to their website and generating traffic that they maybe have been missing since you haven't been on it. But that's also, you know, that's very subjective based. So yeah. Well, like, well, people were arguing like, <laughs> hey, you couldn't just like take some screenshots and like 
like post a carousel to Instagram so we can all just read it right here? Why do you have to be like, you know, directing us to the website and do exactly uh, what Sarah did right yesterday or whenever that yeah. was posted? Yeah. See, so like I'm I'm displaced from the scenario, so I don't even know how like. I'm also quite going back to the drama free thing. My reaction to this is like, you know, yeah, it's good that they apologize. Like I'm looking at this in hindsight. So luckily I can be like, it's good that they apologize. I hope it was accepted. You know, like that's it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 You know, and that's because I've, I've veered away from that. But one thing that I would like to just like, I, I should get this thought out. This is a responsible thing to say. Um, is that like when, when you meet someone, you ask them what their name is, right? Yes. And that is that is a pronoun, right? <laughs> that is a proper pronoun. That's you wow, are that's asking true. people pronouns already. Yeah. So is it really that hard to then ask them what pronouns they prefer in like like we and once again, I have to get over this. You know, I've I'm starting to I'm learning how to navigate these waters already because I don't want to alienate anybody. Like yeah. I I just don't want to do it. So like when I meet someone, sure, I'll ask them their name. And if they give me their pronouns, I'm pumped. But I haven't programmed my brain to just ask that question off the bat yet. And I should. Yes. Because that's where we live now. We're in a space where people are learning to be more comfortable with their their identity, which is completely their own. You yes. know? So, like, I, sh- I should do the right thing. The right thing for me to do is to adapt to that space. For the the bare minimum version of that that I am doing right now, yeah. and this is so like um, this is so vogue and just like like kind of silly or no not vogue vain. It's so vain and silly, but like it's at least like one tiny step foot forward that I could put is um, my personal Instagram page uh, in my bio mm-hmm. at the bottom of my bio. I mm-hmm. have a little mail. I, I have a little mail icon and it says he him. Yeah, yeah, and that's see that's cool, man. Like ultimately, if someone asks me my my pronouns, I'm I'm gonna tell them. Totally, I'm going to try and remember to ask other people their pronouns, but I'm not like w- like like we're talking about. We have not been culturally programmed to do that yet. Right, you know, we're we're culturally programmed to do a lot of things to open the door, and if we see someone behind us, it's a, a polite thing, a considerate yes. thing to hold it open. Right, these are little things that you don't even like. You know, like when when someone has the right of way in traffic to let yes. them go. Like all these are little things that you're culturally programmed to do, and you do them thousands of times a year, if not a month. You know, and like as you do that, you you program your brain to behave in that manner. And it's something that will take time to catch up to, you know, like the, the rate of return on investment in changing and improving culture Mm -hmm. is not always going to be as quick as everyone would hope it would be. (laughs) So Uh, I think this early in the game, you've got a different pronoun that you prefer. Just let people know. And generally, 99% of people will be like super cool with it. It's, I hope. It's, I hope. I fucking <laughs> yeah, hope. Yeah. We hope. <laughs> yeah. But I think that learning, um, seeking the, the knowledge, seeking information, preferences, communicating, talking, um, being mindful, all of those things are imperative to being a good human and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, meeting people where they're at and, accepting and loving people for who they identify to be and uh here the upstate coffee collective we certainly love you no matter who you are how you are where you are what you do yep you know you know how i am like i just 
I love people. So ultimately my, I, I think it's just a good thing for language that we're adding pronouns. I think it's a good thing for language that we're attempting to evolve like that. Even if there is a counterculture to it that is outdated, antiquated in a way, I think it's a good thing that you see people attempting to use pronouns, coming up with new pronouns. Like I, I think that it's good that these, well, not even coming up with new pronouns, but like just adding them into day-to-day conversation. I think that that's ultimately in in the long run, I think that's the best thing for us because we need that type of specificity. I think it's very important to have that specificity and it makes the world a more inclusive place, you know? Yes. Yeah. The more you do it, the more you normalize it, man. Exactly. The more, right? Right? Yeah. You're, I mean, just to, yeah, here's the bow. Ready? Kevin Miner, cis white guy, wears a crop top. Mm-hmm. Come on. How, all about how, the pronouns. How, all about the pronouns. How much more inclusive can you be? I also, yeah, I also don't care about gender stereotypes. So yeah, yeah. me neither, bro. I'm definitely, yeah, I'll wear pink. I'll wear a crop top. I don't care. I'll throw a kilt on. I've had to do that multiple times in my life, and I've done it when I didn't have to do it. You know, like traditional, so. traditional, no underwear underneath too. Just like letting them hang free. I've done that twice. <laughs> <laughs> that's gross i, I can right. count on less than one hand <laughs> you know um but you know like yeah that's we, that's I, just that's all i have on that yeah I'm yeah, just, yeah i'm all about it like yeah. i want people to tell me their pronouns tell us your pronouns yeah i think we posted that one time we were like please tell us your pronouns yeah 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 so i can oh no i i did that on my personal facebook when i still had it tell me your pronouns so i can use them correctly i love that yeah. Um, what else is going on in coffee? You got anything cool going on in your world for coffee? I know I've had some really good coffee experiences this week. Um, well, I'm out of my What's geisha. What's in your mug? Um, because I'm, I'm out of my geisha from, yep. um, from Touchy Coffee. The Bell Aquazar. Yeah. Yeah. From Colombia. Uh, mm. I actually, I'm thinking about going in on, on another bag because I think mm. they still have some left. I'm thinking about going in on another bag because it, it slapped dude it's real good so so good um i'm actually i'm drinking uh, another gift coffee from tyler bodwin hey tyler thanks for thanks for the gift shout man. out tyler but dude <laughs> this week sponsored by tyler bodwin's <laughs> plethora of coffee dude it's crazy um i'm i'm drinking a coffee again from um uh i, I hope i'm pronouncing this right uh abadia or obadia mm-hmm. obadiah i think it's obadiah okay cool I'm, I'll I'll double check for you, but it's a it's a Guatemalan coffee from the Huayhue Tenango region, which we mm. know a little bit about because of our friend Mark Grammatico. He, yep. Mark, you roasted a Huayhue Tenango not too long ago. That did. What do I know about this coffee? Uh, let's see uh, on my spreadsheet here. Um, it is Catura Bourbon and Tipica varieties mm-hmm. or cultivars for the mm-hmm. uh, for the fancy of us. 1950 meters above sea level it's a 2020 washed lot 2020 lot washed coffee um and it's super duper good surprising i didn't know much about this coffee um but it has like that praline kind of a vibe to it Mm. and um like a little sort of like a honey medium kind of a body yeah uh maybe like blackberry or something kind of at the end it's super good though big fan mm-hmm. what are you That's drinking awesome uh right now absolutely nothing i'm super hydrated already Love i've it. had two pots of coffee today but i what? will tell you the three 
not to I've two pots. I've had two Kalitas full of coffee. I, I was like half damn, of the first dude. one. No, 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 no. Sorry, I messed up. No, I've got the little Kalita. I've made 1000 milliliters of coffee today and I've had uh, f- uh 750 of it basically. Mm. Um cuz you know, Brandy got some. What are you drinking? Um, I this week I'll tell you what I've been drinking. I've been drinking Camber coffee camber coffee yep um this really good one that brandy got that uh oh i guess maybe i'll do a future kev thing future kev here here's what i'm drinking um i've been drinking honey gold mm. from our buddies at ethnos ethnos yep kenny baker kenny baker crushing it. I, yep. I love that and that's actually i've been looking at that bag and the bell alcazar this week going hey i need to finish those yeah so I've actually been brewing those every day. Um, I've been brewing those two all week, just kind of alternating. And I'm finally down to like the last two uh, single servings of each. And then I've got the camber, which I've got like another half a bag of. And then I had the Coheed and Cambria <sighs> coffee this tell, week, which was totally like, um, oh, I'll tell you. Tell me <laughs> all about gonna, it, please. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I saw it, it, you know, obviously, like you said, our, our algorithm is tailored to us on the Upstate Coffee Collective and it popped up immediately in the stories like you know how you get the ad like every three stories yeah see that's where that's where the algorithm works in your favor like i yeah. want some people are scared of it and i get it's yeah. kind of annoying um to like yeah. talk about something like in passing and then have it show up in your stories as like an ad but when you are a coffee nerd like us you just get really good <laughs> coffee recommendations sometimes yeah. like that's not a bad that's not a bad thing also depends on what you're talking about when things pop up on your phone. You know, like if you think it's a bad thing, maybe you're talking about some bad stuff and it's popping up on your phone as an advertisement <laughs> now, you know, like I I typically I've noticed I get coffee ads and then ads for like vinyl <laughs> and, like, and like games like that's and then music like I get a ton of music and coffee ads. Um, yeah, whenever I'm on anything, but um. So yeah, so the Coheed and Cambria coffee popped up as an ad. I'm like, well, obviously, like I was like, let's see if they're roasting coffee because um, the guitarist from Between the Buried and Me has Night Flyer roasters down in North Carolina. Mm. So I was like, oh, well, maybe Claudio Sanchez is getting into roasting some coffee in his spare time be- while being a dad and writing like crazy awesome albums, right? Yeah. Uh, so I was like, all right, let's check it out. Well, it, it's, it turns out that it's roasted by another brand, but it is their coffee. They've invested in it and yep. having their own brand label. Um, they have two out. They have the knowledge and the beast. Yep. But the thing that really caught my eye, the thing that got me to buy the coffee was the pre-order for the hopefully limited edition Coheed and Cambria mugs. Oh, one white, one black. Very cool. Yeah, both eight ounces. I was like, all right, I want those mugs and I'll buy some coffee because why not? Let's try it. I read the description on both. The light ones described as being smooth and bold. And then, you know, the the darker that's called the knowledge. Uh And then the beast is like a dark roast for espresso. And like, that. you know, (laughs) if I'm I'm not going to like mock it too much, but that seems to be happening with a lot of new coffee companies that are coming out They're They're going, this is our light roast. If you like Chemex and you know, your, your new origami filter, and this is our dark roast. If you're an espresso fan and it's like, yeah. all right, 
I'm just into coffee so I can parse through the language there. And I know that like for the most part, the light roast is like meant for, you know, just brewing a pot at home and I see no bad intentions there. And the dark roast is for the people who are making a French press and they're like, yeah, this is my kick in the morning. And like, I get it. Like, but at the same time, I'm like, all right, well, you know, they're blends and we're you and I are learning a lot about maintaining blends and how hard that can be. And then Mm. at the same time, like, I'm also, I'm looking for more unique coffee experiences. I said to Tyler this morning who sent you the coffee, like there's like a Venn diagram of justifiably affordable and novel. Yeah. And somewhere in the middle is where most of my coffee purchases are happening. Yeah. You know, and like some of them are more like on the outside, like it's not as justifiably affordable, but you know, I just like, I, I have to try this coffee and some of them are more on like the novel side and that they're like way out there and they're unique coffee experiences that aren't justifiably affordable. Sure. You know, um, and then right in the middle, there's like most of the coffees that I'm having, like the, the honey gold was wonderfully priced. I think it was like 16, 17 bucks plus shipping and handling. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, we're roasting our own coffee. So I get some of that coffee. And then, uh, the bell Alcazar was, I would say probably the most expensive coffee I've bought so far this year, $45 for 12 ounces. Yes. Yeah. That's very expensive, but very, very worth it. it. I mean, yeah, I say this a lot, uh, to people, and it, this is also uh, this this argument can also be made for tea. Um, mm-hmm. People unfamiliar with specialty coffee space, a lot of like finance gurus would be like, "You want to be a millionaire? Stop spending five bucks on a cup of coffee every morning. Gosh, you oh know, and make God. your own yeah. coffee." All right, I I get the idea, but here's the thing: you're not talking about five or six dollars for some you know for some sludge or so, something that is. Uh, for lack of a better word, um, uninteresting or not not special. You are I'm, mundane. Mundane. You are talking about getting ninety to ninety five percent of the way to like the best coffee available in the world Absolutely. for it, it, like a you know a cup of the best coffee in the world or somewhere in like the ninetieth percentile is like five to ten dollars. But yeah. like, and you, and some people will turn their nose up at it. But you go to a bar, if you're a drinker, mm-hmm. and you get the twenty five e, you know, twenty five year old uh, Macallan Scotch whiskey, and it's a twenty to twenty five to thirty dollar, you know, pour of how much is in a in just like a, a single? I mean, probably like two to three ounces, right? Yeah, yeah, four, yeah. Four ounces if you know the bartender, right? So, I mean, really, if you're and, and there is just as much, if not more, um, quality control, processing, um, time investment, risk, mm-hmm. it's associated in coffee. But we've just, you know, we're still on our way out of this like second wave commodity market. And so, well, let's, yeah, let's really break it down. If you get a cup of Stewart's every day, like which is a local gas chain here, right? Yep. You get a cup of Stewart's coffee every day of the week. A small cup is like 186. Yeah. At the end of the week, you've spent like you've spent what is that that's uh 14 to 15 dollars on seven cups of coffee right yes if you get a bag of specialty coffee and you're making it the right way and actually taking the time you've gotten a better experience out of that right yep you know you you've you're 
possibly expanding your palate, right? You're actually experiencing something going back to the word novel. Yeah. yeah. And, and not only that, you're able to con- your quality controlling that more than anything else. And it's not coming out in a paper cup. Like you're actually, there's a lot more attached to that experience. So like, I think a lot of people don't, they look at coffee, quote unquote, snobbery, but they don't think about the fact that, that they'll go and using your bar example again, they'll go out and they'll order like a JMO and ginger for $10. Right. It's $10 for two ounces of Jameson and a bunch of ginger ale and ice. Yeah. 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 Like, all if of that. If you're doing anything like that, you should definitely not be hating on specialty coffee because you're not doing anything special and you're paying way more than you should for it. Exactly. Like, you know, there's an entire industry based off of the profit that they make off your Jameson and Gingers. 400%. And, you know, vodka tonics, right? right? Four, so 400 like, to 1,000% up, uh, <laughs> uh, markup on stuff like that. Meanwhile, the coffee world is like, we're trying to figure out how to get everyone connected. And like, you know, the bartender's just like, I just served JMO and Ginger, man. I'm trying trying to get through school like this is like there's very different worlds and then you know like going back to like my original example if you're spending a good amount of money on coffee chances are you appreciate coffee like the same way that someone might appreciate the 25 mccallan and buy it and then only pour out like two ounces three times a year yeah you know like there's there's those people in the whiskey world there's there's the people in the wine world who collect a bottle that they know they can't drink for 12 years and it sits in their basement and they every now and then we'll go oh yeah that's going to be really good you know like we we are that that version of you know beverage consumers in the coffee world yeah that's where we're at that's why we're sitting here talking about it you know on a saturday at 4 14 i know i should i should be drinking a jmo and ginger right now oh you should no gross oh yeah that is gross (laughs) (laughs) um yeah man so like you know i i think I think in my in my mind, there's a lot of justify justifiable expenses in the coffee world, Me too. especially if you're upgrading your gear. Um, have you been thinking about any gear upgrades lately? Um, <laughs> you know, I actually had this thought today I uh, and and this is kind of an interesting one. So I've got I, I have been upgrading my my coffee gear a lot um, this year, especially I've kind of mm-hmm. had this. I always have a rule in my house uh, that there is no um, there's no budget for mm-hmm. books. You can buy as you can spend as much money on books as you want, right? And there's no budget mm-hmm. on healthy food, right? Yes. There is no squeezing, uh, tr- you know, none of that. Just yeah. we want to be healthy, and we want we want to have strong bodies. We want to have strong minds, and then I budget yep. super strictly with everything else. This year, yes. I was a little bit more. Uh, I was a little bit more like that when it came to coffee gear, because mm-hmm. I knew that it was an investment in something that I really truly loved, and something that I loved about our, you know, this like business that we have going on. I wanted to invest in it. So, um. With that being said, I have been upgrading throughout this year. I bought a um, a couple of uh, fellow Atmos, the the vacuum um, chambers. Mm-hmm. They're you know these containers that you store your coffee beans in, and they actually you can have the you like twist the top, and the air sucks out. Um, mm-hmm. Those have been really great. They look great. I I've been trying to figure out the best way to label them, but I also bought a vacuum sealer, courtesy of. Tyler Bowdoin again. What up, Tyler? Um, mm-hmm. That's been crazy. So I've been like single dosing coffee into vacuum packs, marking them, 
And now I have coffee that is at its prime, right? It's the freshest. It's like at that perfect point of freshing of, of freshness where it's mm-hmm. off gassed a little bit and it's like right there. You want to drink it right there. You can friggin' vacuum seal it, throw it in your freezer with a with a little bit of Sharpie on it so you know where it you know, where it came from, what it is. And now mm-hmm. you can enjoy it for, you know, a year from now, a year and a half from now, whatever the hell you want. So- well, and you're vacuum sealing single doses for the most part, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's exactly. So I'm I'm yeah. I'm sealing like twenty to thirty grams at a time. Yeah, you're not sealing half a bag of coffee, which you can which do. I think if yeah, if you were talking about vacuum sealing, I think some people might think, well, why would I seal like half a bag of coffee? But no, you you dose it out so that like you know what you're typically going to be enjoying. And the reason that you do single doses is you can cut up open two of those and make like you know a large Chemex. Sure, and I do dose yeah. sometimes like fifty grams at a time, so I can just do a Chemex. But for the most part, yeah, definitely single dosing. But here mm-hmm. is what I want to in quote unquote invest in, and it's silly, but I think it's important in terms of testing and mm-hmm. excuse me and tasting um, the coffee that we're making. Mm-hmm. I want to get uh, like a fifty dollar Mister Coffee. Whoa. <laughs> I want to get a Mr. Coffee. I want to get like a regular ass um, drip machine so mm-hmm. that I can cup the coffee. I can have the coffee in a pour over like a Chemex. Maybe I try an AeroPress. And then you know what? I put it on the drip machine and I see how does that taste? Yep. Because a lot of people that buy, especially our, AD, our all day ADK because it's, you know, an approachable entry point. People love the branding behind it. They love the local mm-hmm. feel of it. A lot of the people uh, from our area that are picking it up are, you know, for instance, wanting it ground for drips. So I know that when it gets to their house, it's already ground and it's going in their Mr. Coffee. And that's cool because mm-hmm. it's a step in the right direction in terms of like really enjoying your coffee, making it um, yourself and understanding that it is very special, you know? Yes. Um, yep. But in ter- so that's <laughs> that's like my kind of like, you know, laugh out loud, like <laughs> investment, quote unquote, that I would like. I to would have. recommend. Well, do so. I would actually recommend that you get the Breville, like the one that you can do drip coffee in, like regular drip. But you can also there's like a pour over button, and you can program a pour over. I too. saw that. That's great for anybody yeah. who doesn't really want to like do that manual labor that wants the <laughs> yeah. the vibe of a pour over, and you know, potentially like a little bit better quality, the paper filter, but you don't want to do all that work. Yeah, if if you care about a flatbed though, maybe don't <laughs> get that and like still put in the effort. But like I I would recommend that you get that to try it because that's what my mom has at her house and every now and then I'll like throw some coffee in that and just try it. And uh, here's here's what I'll say. You lose for the most part, you lose complexity. Sure. Like that's yeah. That's really you, you lose a little bit of body and complexity. Yeah. The things that you can control with your own effort. Mm. You know? Um, when it, when it comes down to like what's going on, you know, in, in my like experience with coffee, I'm, I'm at the point I can almost not give up that effort anymore. Like I, I have to do the origami. I have to do the Chemex. That's, those are like my staples. And then I was thinking about it this morning and I was like, you know, the reason I should really get into AeroPress is the specificity you know, of having that cup, like really focusing on what exactly can come out of that cup. Because if you know the greatest potential for a bag of coffee, you also know and and you understand the concept of what is lost when you start like brewing a pot of it or something like that. Uh, changing your brew method in that way, kind of like lowering your own quality control 
point, yeah. uh, you know what's going to be lost. And so you, you're more prepared for like what coffees are going to be better for what. And I like, I'd rather, I'd rather do an AeroPress, an origami and a Chemex and understand each three of those and then go, okay, cool. Well, if it's done any other way, here's what I'm probably going to be losing. Interesting. Yeah. Cause a yeah. lot of the time it's, you're right. It's, it's like nuance, acidity, um, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah, man. Um, one other thing in coffee that, uh, has been brought to my attention is um, earlier this week, Matthew Loyacono, who we mentioned on the podcast every fucking week. These are our boys. Yeah, these are our boys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tyler, Matt, Nick Rovo, uh, yep. you know, Jacob and Alejandro, Kieran. Just, you know what I'm, I'm realizing something? What? We don't talk to Kat enough. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kat Scott. Shot? That's... She, uh, I'm not gonna try. <laughs> I think it's, it's cat it's, shot. I, I think I think she's heard both. Yeah, but she ton. she uh, she corrected <laughs> us when we shot. interviewed her. I think it's shot. I think it's cat shot. Yeah, she, cat shot Mancini. Yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> what up, cat? Hyphenated. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we don't talk to her enough. I want to have her back on. Yeah. Our girl cat. Let's see what's going on down that way. And then also like as you were listing off, I was like, these are our boys. And then I was like, we don't have any girls. Like we need well, we got cat. We, we, we gotta get some other peoples in on this. Yeah, you're right. For sure. Um, okay, so what was I talking about? Let let me let me hit let me hit you with something. Matt Loyacono sent us um a link to this really interesting coffee that was for sale um by Phoenix, Phoenix Coffee Company. They are experimenting in rehydration. Do you know about this? No. This is really, really cool. So well, I'm saying that for the podcast. I read it, but oh, okay. hit me. <laughs> hit okay. Me. So yeah. apparently the so. coffee director at Phoenix Coffee Company is experimenting in green coffee rehydration where they actually Ooh. rehydrate coffee to like 16% content moisture or sorry, moisture content, 16% moisture content before roasting it. So generally coffee green comes in with a percentage moisture content floating around nine to 10%. Am I right? Mm -hmm. They rehydrate it. Um, I'm assuming using like steam, I would imagine like steam. Um, they get it up to about 16% and then they roast it. And so what th they have this really cool, coffee tasting kit where they include six ounces of rehydrated coffee and six ounces of like the standard reference lot. Um, oh. And you can kind of taste the difference. I have no idea what happens when you rehydrate coffee and then roast it. I really don't. Um, any thoughts on that? Thoughts on what might happen when you put a, a higher con moisture content coffee in a roasting drum and roast it? Off the bat? No, absolutely not. Um, my best guess, if I was just going to like guess from my gut is that you're going to lose less flavor over time. Yeah, true. Because you're not, so what's going to evaporate is the water that you've added back in more than the water that's already attached to like, say the caffeine and like the different terpenes and flavor molecules that exist in coffee, flavor related molecules. It'll probably extend the drying phase, which I know is like kind of a funny, kind of a funny word because you know, there's no distinct drying phase, but like the, the colloquial yeah. term drying phase, it probably extends the time between when you first drop the coffee, right? When you, um, mm -hmm. 
when you charge the coffee, so not drop, yep. Matt, Matt had to correct me. When you charge the coffee, the time between yep. when you charge it and first crack is probably extended because you have to lose. Maybe a smoother curve. Probably. Maybe smoother curves Yay. make for better coffee. <laughs> do you, what do you think, data scientist? What do you, what do you think? Smoother curves, better coffee? Um... I mean, not necessarily. I think that some volatility is good. Um, okay. Energy creation and dispersion is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you don't like. Here's a great example: when you're cooking chicken, one of the best ways I like to cook chicken is I like to sear the fuck out of the outside, really, 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 mm-hmm. really fast, with the inside still raw, and then I take mm-hmm. the whole pan and I throw it in the oven at 400 degrees for 20 minutes, and then it bakes. Um, and so you have this crust. And then a really, really juicy, moist inside. Oh, nice. That's obviously fully cooked to whatever, whatever the standard, 164 degrees Fahrenheit or whatever the hell it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so my point is uh, that smoother curves don't necessarily make for better roasts. But what do I know? I'm not uh, an experienced roaster yet. Yet. How's our roasting Damn. life feeling? Pretty good. I, we need to get back. We, we actually have to get back because we, we have orders uh, yeah. and we have no coffee. <laughs> so, well, so it's time. It's time. We got to go um, maybe this, this week, but this is a busy week, isn't maybe, it? Yeah, we got the highlight roast coming mm, out. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be great. I'm really excited about that. Like, honestly, I'm really looking forward to, especially after talking to, you know, the producers of the coffee at El Virgel, uh, you know, Elias and uh, Shadi. Yep, and then and, and talking to them about their whole family and how they grew up and what coffee's been like for them and then you know Tuesday we talked to Ron and we're gonna like I think all of this extra detail and extra care that goes into the coffee is going to hi- help help highlight mm-hmm. all of the things that make it special exactly yeah. I've been putting a lot a lot a lot of extra time and effort into this thing because I'm creating yeah. usually what we did prior to this highlight roast was I would create a blog about the coffee mm-hmm. and you'd be able to like look at the blog, but anybody could look at it and it was, you know, yeah. it was limited to how you could format it or whatever. I'm creating uh, a separate web page from the bottom yep. up and for everybody. For, no, not for, everybody. not for everybody. <laughs> no, it's exclusive to the 50 people who pick up a highlight roast. <clears throat> so only 50 people and us have access to that page and Ron. Unless, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and the idea yeah. is, you know, you, you're not paying just for a bag of coffee. You're paying for coffee and the experience that, you know, surrounds that coffee. So like yep. for the, for the real coffee lovers out there, if you really, really love coffee and you want a really special coffee and you want to know the whole story about that coffee, where it came yep. from, who grew it, how much it was paid how much, uh, sorry, how much we paid for it, how much the mm-hmm. farmers and the producers at Origin were paid for it, all the stuff in between, an interview with the roaster, an interview with the producer, roasting curves, yep. just like data, bro, just poof, data on a page. All the things Matt loves. Nerd out with us. That's that's yeah, what this real. highlight roast is all about. Nerd out with us. And that's what we're doing going forward. Yeah, dude, really excited about that. Yeah, so we're getting that um, getting that second interview done this week, right? Tuesday, we're gonna yep. cup the coffee, the guava banana. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's gonna be fucking awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be great, dude. Uh, a, a couple quick questions to wrap everything up. How you doing lately? Uh, how you? How are you this week? You know, weekend. This week, <laughs> this week was a roller coaster for me, man. I was feeling pretty not great 
earlier this week. I was feeling the super, mm-hmm. you know some burnout because you and I. I mean, we're probably working seventy we hours a, a week. Did probably I, did I what? I said we do a lot. Oh, we do do a lot. Yeah, probably mm-hmm. somewhere in the ballpark of sixty to seventy hours a week between nights and yeah, weekends yeah. doing coffee stuff, and then our day yeah. jobs. It's a lot, and mm-hmm. so. Uh, you know, I, I just was, I was feeling low motivation at work and mm. was feeling stress about this highlight roast and all the time that I was spending at work. I'm like, man, like there's so much I got to do for the highlight roast that I want to do. I just mm-hmm. wish I could be home and do it. So, uh, then Friday came yesterday, Friday rolled mm-hmm. around and I was like, I felt like when I got out of bed, um, that I was super like just crawling to the finish line of the week. But by the time I got to work and got rolling, I I think I've been sleeping better and I just felt Good. really like optimistic and grateful like yep. because a lot of people would kill to have even the job that I am like, you know, working and and you know that that isn't my dream job but pays the bills and it allows me and my wife to own a house and you know, all this stuff. You know, you just start to really see the big mm. picture every once in a while and and the picture opened up to me and I was like shit's okay, you know. And yeah. so I feel great. Gratitude. Gratitude. Plus I've been That's what's up, man. Plus I've been working out. I've been, yeah, I've been you have. really hitting the weights, really getting myself to like get down here and just like just fucking move, you know? And it's been yeah. great. I feel good. Good. You? I'm tired today, but it's because I did a lot like mentally I'm exhausted. Like we you know, the devour short film is being finished up and so that required some extra music stuff Mm. and i was tapped to help with that i was asked and i said of course i want to help write the music for the movie right because i helped write the story for the script so like i'm like yeah i'm down for that and then we got the highlight roast and then you know work i've been you know i've been at federal sites all week but not in the capacity that you are (laughs) i'm like fireproofing cannon factories (laughs) (laughs) which is such a weird thing that i never thought i would do in my life but whatever it's cool doesn't that phrase um, sound like a fallout boy song <laughs> lyric or like uh fireproofing the cannon factory? Yeah, that sounds like the name of a song off of like uh um, yeah. take this to your take this to your grave or something oh for sure and then on top of that you know i'm i'm making sure that i work out and stuff and like today i still had a few things to do like i had a safety course to take and then we're doing the highlight roast and like my mind was kind of in a few different directions i'm just now getting a handle on it and you know i'm i'm gonna here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna breathe and it's my grandfather's 80th birthday today so i'm gonna go and say happy birthday to him happy birthday and then i'm gonna be grateful for all the things that we've done like ultimately like physically a little tired mentally also a little bit but spiritually i'm like alive and well because we're doing like you know talking to the people that we talked to this week unblended elver hell like having these conversations moving forward it's exciting it's invigorating to participate you know as as a human as something that exists once on this planet in this body like i think i love what we're up to me too and i love what i'm doing every week you know so i think uh that's keeping me going and it's keeping me going like although my voice is a little you know rasp (laughs) today and like i i'm wearing sweatpants i went out and skateboarded and i'm feeling pretty good i'm like i'm smiling yeah you know so yeah so that's been good like mental health is super important 
hundred percent. So I'm, I'm making sure that I'm maintaining. That. That's good. Yeah, because yeah, we, we've we've had some slip ups in the past, you know. So it's we have. It's uh, those those were the learning lessons. Those were the moments where we we had to stop ourselves in our tracks and and reevaluate and recalibrate. Mm-hmm. So I think we've been doing mm-hmm. a great job of checking in. I think these mm-hmm. homebrew. Uh, homebrew essentials episodes where you and I just sit down here and just catch up and talk coffee. I think this is yeah. this is the good stuff, man. I mean, not not that I don't absolutely love talking to other people, but um, it's really good to just do a quick one on one check in. And uh, I, for anybody listening, I hope you're doing well. Make sure that you are drinking enough water in between your cups yes. of coffee and that you're moving a little bit, even if it's just you know what you get up, you you put some shoes on, and you walk down the road, and you walk back. It's starting to get, if you live in New York, it's starting to get warmer slightly. Mm. The sun is out. Um, yep. People are getting vaccinated. Um, President Biden just said uh, last night, President Biden just said, hey, by May 1st, uh, he's directing all mm-hmm. states to allow anybody to get the vaccine. So there's no more restrictions on people. Hooray. We're starting to come out of this craziness. And there's some mm-hmm. hope in the air. So I hope if you are feeling down, there is light at the end of the tunnel. And we're all, I can't wait to get together, do like a meetup in person. Oh, me neither. Hug people. It'd be crazy. Yep. Uh, one last question, Matt. Yeah. What's your jam, buddy? Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. Oh, really? Actually, yeah. Uh, good Kid, Mad City, Kendrick Lamar. Whoa. Yeah. I was just jamming Section 80 today. Shut up. Yeah, no, for real. Kendrick. What uh what track? Any specific track uh, off a uh, Good Kid Madison? I fucking dude, one of my favorite songs of all time. I don't know if I ever told you this is um um uh a dying of thirst. But oh yeah. It's it's uh something so good. It, it, I for, I'm so sorry. The 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 whole name of the track is um Sing about me, I'm dying of thirst. There it is. Sing about me. That's like it's like a 12 minute song, right? Oh, it's so good. It's 12 minutes exactly. 12 minutes and three seconds. Shit's long and it's so 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 good and the lyricism and the symbolism and oh my god. I mean, you, come on, it's Kendrick Lamar. He's like, he is the goat. He, yeah, he. Well, yeah, he's one of the best of all time for right? sure. For real, yeah. Love Kendrick Lamar to no end. Like I was jamming. I was jamming section 80 on the way here, but my jam this week that I'll be adding to our playlist is solid gold telephone off of the decadence album by uh, head automatica head automatica. Yeah, dude. Wow. <laughs> Throwback on that one. That's uh, from 2004. Wow. I actually never listened to them, but I've always heard the, <gasps> the name of that band. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's Daryl Palumbo from Glassjaw, the singer. It's his other band that he made that was like just fun pop rock, you know? I had no idea. Oh, dude, so good. And it's like, yeah, like right off the bat. It actually, for a long time, it wasn't on Spotify. I don't know why, but for some reason this year, like all of a sudden, you know, the coloring book EP from Glassjaw is popping up and Decadence from Head Automatica is back on and like all of these albums that I didn't think would ever come back to, you know, mainstream streaming platforms are back. And I'm like, Oh shit, I'll listen. To yeah. That. You're like teenage Ken. Oh, uh, 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 Ken. Teenage, teenage Kev Ken. all <laughs> over <laughs> again. Yeah. We're tired. Oh dude, We're yeah, tired. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we it's are. It's been a lot. It has, but it's been good. Wow. Um, well sick, man. You got any final thoughts? 
Um, no, man. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll be back yeah. with our regularly scheduled program next week. Um, mm-hmm. Until then, uh, next time you hear from us, we will maybe have Highlight Roasts, our Highlight Roast number six available online. It might go quick. I'm thinking it's going to yep. go quick. There's only 50 of I them. Think so too. It goes live Friday the 19th. Go yeah. go grab one if you want a cool coffee experience and let us know what you think. We're always we're always trying to be, you know, better and uh and, and create something that people can enjoy and people can um uh so that people have uh, uh, an interesting way of looking at coffee. Agreed. All right, homie. Thanks for well, thanks for chatting. Yeah, thanks for chatting. My my final thoughts are uh love people. Mm. Love your people, love people. Amen. <laughs>